0: Welcome to Day 232, Shaped by the Word, Season 2, the drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Kemp here with Katie Kresge, Matthew Kresge, and David Keefe. We're continuing our journey through the Old Testament, uh, through the book of Isaiah. Chronologically, Isaiah is well before uh, the fall of the Northern Kingdom or the fall of the Southern Kingdom, uh, the children of israel being taken into exile and released we've done ezra and nehemiah but the reason we've put isaiah here is because isaiah takes us well into the future as he sees the time of the coming of christ and he sees the time of the renewal of israel and sees the time of uh, the renewing of the kingdom uh, isaiah is the premier of the writing prophets uh, if you look in your english bibles you'll notice that all of it is in a poetic meter and it's beautifully written in Hebrew. There are so many word plays in the Hebrew where you have similar-sounding words and you know, they coming together uh, that make the indictments you know that Isaiah is giving all the more strong, and the promises all the more beautiful uh, that he gives. Isaiah is not strictly a chronological book uh, like many of the writing prophets will be. In a near moment, for one second, then we'll move to a distant moment. Then we'll move you know to a moment you know that's in you know future to them but not future to us and, and so you're just kind of having him zoom in on different scenes through israel's history and god's working with israel and what you'll notice more than anything else in isaiah is his mixture of judgment and hope mm-hmm. uh, he is a prophet who is called to bring uh, announcement a pronouncement of judgment on israel all the other prophets are prophesying peace, peace, and everything is is good, so Isaiah is called to bring a message of doom, but the message of doom is surrounded with a message of even greater hope, and so you have the whole idea you know that Paul talked about where our sin does abound, God's grace does much more abound, and where God judges the hope that he brings in the wake of judgment is so much greater. So we come to some really nice passages in Isaiah. Uh, this week, beginning with the Song of the Vineyard, but before we read, as always, we pause and realize that uh, uh, we're reading the Bible relationally. Uh, we're reading it because we know God and because we want to know God and uh, we want to be known by Him. And so as we uh, as we read, we always ask uh, that He would take our hearts and take our lives and open our eyes to hear the words of Scripture and uh, to be molded by it. So Matt, do you mind reading this a word of prayer? Let's pray.
1: Father, we're grateful for this time together in Your Word. We're grateful that You have spoken to us um, through Your Word and, and through Your Son, Christ Jesus. Father, we um, we just we we ask that as we read, um, You would continue to to open our eyes and, and our ears to hear and, and to behold um, wonderful things in Your Word, Father. We we recognize very quickly that um, this this book is often um, challenging to us. It's it's foreign um to the types of literature we often read and yet you've chosen to use it to communicate um, your heart and character to us and so God, father give us wisdom as we read give us insight um, help us to to behold you and all of your beauty and, and glory um, and, and father would um you use your word to transform us as we read it's in christ's name we pray amen mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> isaiah chapter 5 I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside, he dug it up, and cleared it of stones, and planted it with the choices of vines. He built a watchtower in it, and cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem, and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I look for good grapes, when did it yield only bad? Now I will tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall, and it will be trampled. I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated, and briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress." Woe to you who add house to house, enjoying field to field, till no space is left, and you live alone in the land. Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, Surely the great houses will become desolate and find mansions left without occupants. A ten-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine, a homer of seed will yield only an ephah of, of grain. Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they are inflamed with wine. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, pipes and timbrels and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of his hands. Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Therefore, death expands its jaws, opening wide its mouth, until it will descend their nobles and masses with their brawlers and revelers. So people will be brought low, and everyone humbled, the eyes of the arrogant humbled, but the Lord Almighty will be exalted by his justice. The holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. Then sheep will graze in their own pasture. Lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw sin along with cords of deceit and wickedness as with cart ropes. To those who say, let God hurry. Let him hasten his work so that we may see it. The plan of the Holy One of Israel, let it approach. Let it come into view so that we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks, who acquit the guilty for a bribe but deny justice to the innocent. Therefore, his tongues of fire lick up straw and his dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. Therefore the Lord's anger burns against his people. His hands is raised. He strikes them down as the mountains shake and dead bodies are like refuse in the streets. Yet for all of this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. He lifts up a banner for distant nations. He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come, swiftly and speedily. Not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt is loosened at the waist. Not a sandal strap is broken. Their arrows are sharp. Their bows are strong. Their horses' hooves seem like flint. Their chariot wheels like the whirlwind. Their roar is like that of lions. They roar like young lions. They growl as they seize their prey and carry it off with no one to rescue. And that day they were roar over it like the roaring of the sea and if anyone looks at the land there's only darkness and distress even the sun will be darkened by the clouds and so while this is magnificent poetry its themes are uh, deeply dark and uh incredibly ominous uh, as you see the picture that's painted here. And it starts with a very beautiful portrait. And you have to love the way that chapter you know, five starts. Isaiah says, let me sing a song to the one I love. And of course, he's talking about the God of Israel. And he's talking about the tenderness with which God has nurtured the nation of Israel and has given it a prominent place and has done everything he can to make it fruitful, uh, but it only yields bad grapes. And so you see the the coming judgment, which has been prophesied you know, in Deuteronomy uh, you know, prophesied all the way through uh, you know, the kings uh, you know, that God would eventually lead his people into exile and he, in Isaiah's time this has not yet happened still, still about 60 years until uh, the northern kingdoms will fall and another you know, 70 to 80 until the uh, northern kingdom will fall so it's, it's still well in the future uh, but he's predicting doom and of course he's predicting doom at a time when things seem to be going pretty well mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of prosperity and there are a lot of peace. There are political alliances that are working for them. So people are prospering in Jerusalem and adding house to house and uh, becoming champions at drinking wine. Uh, so <laughs> you have, fun. yeah, so you have kind of a, uh, you, you <laughs> Isaiah has a hard task mm-hmm. uh, to tell a complacent people that God is not pleased with them.
2: And it, it's interesting that he describes that, you know, as he's done all this for this people. He describes but and even in all their success in maybe a worldly way there's the bad fruit you know and that's what he's looking at is is the fruit coming from the people and and it's not good and we see that even carried on you know in 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 the words of jesus that still he's calling his people to to bear fruit um and and that's how we prove that we're his disciples and show to be his people is is not by you know bigger houses bigger yards but by bearing, you know, the fruit that that God desires in His people, which is not evident here in the people of Israel.
0: Yeah, and and it's not really that you know we're commanded to bear fruit uh, without uh, the power work of God. Mm-hmm. He is the one who has chosen the field. He is the one who has cleared the rocks. He is the one who has built the wall and the tower. He is the one who has you know created you know the wine press. And of course, you have this you know uh, plea. What what else could I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, what else could I have done for my people in order for them to prosper, in order for them to love me, and in order for them, uh, you know, to bear good fruit?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You definitely get this this idea and this theme of um, God bringing the lofty low, mm-hmm. and it makes me think of... The Magnificat or Mary's song that we we've seen in Luke and that you know Paul recently preached about.
0: Leave it to Katie to go Latin on us. (laughs) (laughs) No, there we go. Ah. Yeah,
2: that's probably from choir days. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that um, he will bring the the lofty or make the lofty low, um, and he will fill the hungry with good things. So it's this idea of of those who are have made themselves high, and it's really. You know that, and not God lifting them high, but those who think that they've earned this place of um, ascent. And He's going to bring, He's going to humble them, bring them low. And we'll see that in His judgments throughout Isaiah. But that He's, you know, He's faithfully going to judge, and that's that should be um, humbling for us because as we read that, we're even talking about that. We're going through Isaiah in our community group. We're talking about that last night, just like that's humbling for us because we would be deeply included in that. Like how many of these, these descriptions are we, do we find ourselves guilty of sometimes like adding on to our, like adding on to our homes? I don't know anybody
0: that's recently done that. Running
2: after uh, dreams, Do you, David?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's other guy named we, David. We, we, that yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a mess.
2: <laughs> exactly. So it's just w- getting so focused on the the wealth that we've created for ourselves and not following the after the one who has provided for us and oh you know, it's it's good stuff
0: of course i was implying the Kresge's. yeah <laughs> <'cause> we <laughs> just did yeah, yeah but it, but anyway if you want to confess houses, like, yeah, yeah if you want to does confess it, guilt yourself you you can go, uh, go ahead as an
2: add on if you and, just like took away half of your garage?
1: <laughs> we actually yeah we Edition cut our homes that's, that's kind of house to house yeah. yeah. it's it really you know, pretty
0: much what's described right here in Isaiah. but uh, you know uh, the the opposite of that or these are a people who uh, who have received all of these good things from God and arrogance have exalted themselves, mm-hmm. and of course the, the the subtext or not the subtext. The major, you know, theme of Isaiah is God will be exalted, mm-hmm. even though we have not exalted Him and we have not acknowledged Him. And of course, the New Testament writers, you know, both Paul and Peter will pick up on this. You know that God, uh, you know that God will bring the proud low and exalt the humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives grace to the humble. Yeah. So humble yourselves, Peter would say, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that, that he may lift you up in due time, in his time and in his His, his way.
1: Yeah. yeah, and this chapter is such an important chapter in Isaiah, and really, thinking about it, you know, it plays a huge part in the life and ministry of Jesus, even the woes that Jesus is going to come in and pronounce on the Pharisees. I mean, we're, we're seeing this pattern of of woes and judgment come from Isaiah uh, but verse 7, you know, stands out to me that the vineyard of the Lord is the nation of Israel. And then he goes on to say, and Judah, you know, he delighted, delighted, it. Divine, he and, delighted and it yet, in The vine, he delighted in it. when God looked at his people, what he saw was not justice. He didn't see righteousness, but he actually saw, you know, bloodshed and, and distress. And um, in, in the Hebrew, there's word plays there. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the words sound exactly alike.
0: misfah. And, misfah.
1: Yep. Yeah, and zedekah. Zedekah, yeah. yeah. So what are those... What words sound exactly like mishpat? So justice, and mm. then mishpah,
0: bloodshed, sadness. Yeah, mm.
1: and, and so literally, he's saying he looked for this, and it was And he uses the wordplay to—it's a way to to bring it to life. Like you really should be characterized No, it by is justice a, and righteousness. Yeah, mm. a,
0: that's where we miss a little bit mm. uh, in what he's doing. You know, the sounds would have been uh, you know kind of resonant. And I had a really nice you know, flow. And of course, Jesus will play on this very parable when he talks about uh, sending tenants in order to collect from the vineyard and finally sending a son and they they, they, they kill the son as well. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the whole idea of a vine, Israel as is a vine, is throughout the New Testament. Yeah. And Jesus will say, you know, in John 15, I am a true vine and, and you're the branches. So uh, the theology of the Old Testament, if anyone is in Israel, mm-hmm. uh, they belong to God's people. Theology of the New Testament, anyone in Christ belongs to God's people. So it is, uh, um, the judgment is, and, and you're going to hear this refrain throughout this week, uh, you know, that we find in verse you know, 25, yet for all of this, his anger is not mm-hmm. turned away. Uh, uh, the judgment, his patience has been extensive, now his judgment will be extensive, but his judgment in and of itself is preparation for restoration mm-hmm. and, and, and hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitty, you mind closing us mm-hmm. with a word of prayer?
2: Father, your judgments are good, and sometimes that is um, not easy for us to um, wrap our minds around. And so, Father, um, would you help us to see in your Word, um, in passages like this, and in books like this, that we um, that your judgments are are good because they come from a good God um, who sees all. So help us to trust you. Help us to see the beauty um, in your judgments and um, help us to follow after you, not exalt ourselves, um, but God, be humbled by you and um, and just follow after your leadership and your guidance. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.